Good morning, Nexus Church Online. It's so good to see, well, that wonderful uh, camera once again, but uh, hopefully that'll be over soon. Uh, we're blessed to have you with us today. A few quick announcements before we get into our worship today. And the first one is today after service, we will once again have our Zoom meeting. This possibly will be our last Zoom meeting. And so keep your finger crossed. We'll see what happens. Um, but the the link is on our email that I sent out this morning, as well as on Facebook. So if you uh, are looking for it, uh, the code and the password is on there. Um, second thing is, is this week we will not have our Thursday night connect group because this Thursday night, uh, the leadership team and myself will be meeting to discuss what everybody's probably already uh, well aware of. And that is the governor's announcement yesterday that we can go back to live in-person service. But that doesn't mean that we necessarily necessarily should or will meet next week live in person. So we need to talk as a team and figure out what we need to do as a church to properly welcome people back in. Um, I've been processing and doing a lot of work, moving chairs around so that we can be prepared for this uh, a few weeks ago already. But I realize uh, that there's a lot of things happening still in our own community that we need to make sure that we're safe with. And so uh, we will be letting uh, you know by Friday morning um, what our plans are for next Sunday. If anything, we'll always be live on Facebook and YouTube and our website as well. So with that, uh, just a couple of quick announcements for you. Father, thank you for today. I thank you for this amazing worship team, Father. And as we uh, do some fun things today, trying some new things out, Father, uh, I pray that your hand will be over all the technical things, as well as that we'll just remember what this is all about. We're not doing all these cool things, fun things, uh, to have just a fun time, but because we want to worship you better. And so, Father, uh, we just welcome you and welcome your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.
praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. You are so good. So very, very good. We praise your name. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Father. I 
we are so thankful that we can be in your presence today. Whether we are here in person, whether we are online, you are there, Father. You transcend time and space. It doesn't matter where we are. You are there. Father, I just pray that you administer to hearts and lives today. Father, that you that they would know, that all would know, that you are good, God. And that you are almighty and that you are powerful. And those are the things that we will think on. That we will think on things that are good, that are true, that are pure, that are lovely, that are good report, Father. That we'd flip off the news and open our Bibles and see what's true. Because that's where truth lies, is with you. We thank you, Father, for time together. Thank you, Father, for time to worship you in song. But thank you, Father, for time to worship you in the word. Thank you, Father, for all of those things. Lord, all the things that you have are good. All the things that come from your hand are for our good. They are for our good. You love us so much. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place. We are excited for what you are doing this morning, the new things that we are trying out, and that you are here and good things are happening. We praise your name, Jesus. Amen. Good morning again. That's uh, that bumper's a little shorter than the other ones we've had. Oops, I was a little slow on getting up here. Well, welcome back. If um, you're just joining us now, uh, today's a little bit of a different day. We're starting a new series, but we're doing things a little differently. If you haven't noticed already, uh, our service is kind of a little more peppy, a little bit more, um, shall we say, kid friendly? Maybe um, we realize that you know over the next. A uh, few weeks, probably the whole summer, things are going to be a little bit different. Now, again, many of you have already heard the news that uh, the governor has allowed churches to go back in uh, to normal in-service, uh, in-person services. And uh, we're hoping that by Friday we'll have everything figured out and we'll have a good plan set for, forward for everybody to know what to expect as we get back into our new normal. Um, probably within the next few weeks we will be back in person, uh, depending on how our our community is doing with COVID as we have some increased cases going on. Um, we should be back in uh, to in-person services. However, that doesn't mean that you have to be here to join us. We will still have our online services. And so knowing that things are going to be different, knowing that we will not have kids ministry like we once had, um, knowing that we won't be allowed to necessarily kind of linger inside the church service before or after because we don't want to be spreading this to the community or to each other, uh, things are going to have to be a little bit more fluid. We'll have to have some some very clear direction on how we go about doing things. And one thing we know for certain, like I mentioned just before, we will not be having kids ministry. And so it is always my heart, this is the kids pastor coming back out of me, is that kids want to be a part of the service. 
And so we are going to be changing things up. We're going to be doing things that um, that will not only engage the minds of the eldest amongst us, but as well as the youngest. And we know attention spans for the younger ones aren't as long as those older ones. And even some of our older ones even still don't have the greatest attention span. And so we want to help you be engaged. We want to keep the services quickly going through each section. All right, so now that you are aware of what we'll be doing, how we're going to continue to refine things, um, today isn't like everything is going to happen just like today. We're refining it every week as we go, and I'm learning how to speak for less and less time. So it's going to take me a while. I'm hoping to keep things more succinct. So with that, we are starting a new series this week that pretty basic, the Ten Commandments. And now many of you are probably thinking, okay, why the Ten Commandments? This is something that we've learned many times in church, doesn't seem to pertain to where we're at in our culture right now. Well, I understand, and we want to make this series about your everyday life. The Ten Commandments actually should influence your everyday life, whether you're going through a season of COVID or a season of plenty. The Ten Commandments are not something just for a long time ago, back when Israel was was way, way beyond where we are at today. Uh, way back, we want to understand that actually those things that were talked about way back in the Bible can be applied today. And so we're going to get into that over the next few weeks. But today we're going to start off with the basic. I understand that for some people, uh, the, the thing that you think of when I say the word Ten Commandments is something from a long time ago that churches worry about and we have no idea how that influences us today. And for others, again, you've heard this over and over uh, throughout your time in church world. So today we're just going to boil it down to really what are they and why are they important? And during this series, one thing that we will continue to do, something that we do in kids' ministry all the time, is we're going to have a big idea, or what many would call the main point, or the, the thesis of, of the message. And so today's big idea is the Ten Commandments are for my benefit. There's one thing you get today from following along with us this morning. I want you to understand that the Ten Commandments are for your benefit. And so every time you hear this sound... Hey, what's the big idea? Kids, I'm going to need your help with this. You're going to stand to your feet and you're going to say with me, the Ten Commandments are for my benefit. So every time you hear that sound, you stand up and you join me. All right, so on the screen today, we're going to have the text that we're going to be starting with in our series, and that's Exodus 20, verse 1 through 3. And we read, then God gave the people all these instructions. I... Am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any other gods but me. And so the first question we need to understand are, what are the Ten Commandments? I mean, God makes some pretty clear statements in these Ten Commandments, but what are they? And first of all, how did they come into existence? Where did they come from? And I encourage you, this might take a while, but over the course of this next year maybe, to look through Genesis and Exodus and, and study for yourself this nation of Israel that we read in the Bible. These were God's chosen people in the Old Testament, the book that was written a long time ago. 
These were God's chosen people. Now, we understand today that all people are God's chosen people. But in the the Old Testament in particular, these were God's chosen people. And in Exodus, we read how God freed them from slavery when they were in Egypt. And he brought them out into the wilderness where he was preparing for them to be ready to go into the promised land. However, if you know the Bible at all, you know that... Israel doubted God's goodness and rejected him. They turned their back on him. And unfortunately, God cannot be in the presence of evil. He is a pure God. He's a just God. And so because of this, he had his relationship with his chosen people messed up. It was no longer the same. And so God created these ten commandments for Israel's benefit. You're supposed to hit that. That's what you're supposed to do. So you're supposed to stand up on your feet and say the Ten Commandments are for my benefit. See, it wasn't just for Israel's benefit. It was for our benefit as well. It was for our benefit that God created these. Because when, when sin entered the world and we started doing things our own way and rejecting God's desire, his heart, He had to create rules so that we would understand what are his requirements so we could be in this relationship with him. And so God created the Ten Commandments for Israel's benefit as well as our benefit. And so what are the purposes? I love the three pictures that that we can see in the real world today. The first one being a guardrail. The Ten Commandments are a guardrail. Now, if you're traveling over maybe a river or maybe you're in the mountains, guardrails protect you on the road. They keep you from, if for some reason your tire were to blow out or you're to fall asleep, they get you back on the road so that you wouldn't have an accident. It might wreck your car a little bit, but it'll keep you alive. And that's kind of what the guardrails are for the Ten Commandments. They they maintain this order in society. They, they creep, keep us safe. So that if we start going way too far off one way, we will be corrected. And so they are a guardrail. The second one I like is they are a mirror. Now, if you have a mirror at home, you know that when you look into it, it reflects what is looking into it. And so the the Ten Commandments are as if they were a mirror. They were reflecting who we are as people. And it reflects the need for us to have a savior. So when I look at the Ten Commandments and I, and as we study these over the next 10 weeks, we're going to realize that there's some areas in our life that aren't very good. There's some kind of areas that need to be touched up a little bit. And so the Ten Commandments reflect our need for a savior to, to clean us up, to get us to where we need to be. So we're in the right relationship with them. And then lastly, it's a guide. Now, if you go on, say, a safari or if you're taking a tour of, say, Alaska or something like that, you need a guide to show you where to go. If you don't have a guide, you might just go wherever and you'll miss some of the most beautiful places of that 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 place you are visiting. Or you might miss that big tiger that you're supposed to go out and hunt. Well, you were not hunting tigers. Don't do that. But it's a guide. And honestly, I think this is the one I like the most. 
Because the Ten Commandments are a guide towards where God's heart is. What his heart for us is. The, the Ten Commandments aren't just this, this mean thing that God created because he hated us and he wants us to live this perfect life. No, this is God's heart and he wants us to be connected to him. And so the Ten Commandments guide us towards God and what he wants for us. And so the question maybe that you're thinking is, okay, this was created for people a long time ago. Like thousands of years ago, these laws, these rules, these commandments were created. Are they still beneficial for today? Do they still matter? And for that, I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 through 40. And I'm going to read this for you. Now, some of you, maybe you, you know this, this chapter really well. This is, of course, the great commandment that Jesus proclaims. Cause, cause here's what I, I've always kind of understood. And maybe you've heard this likewise. Uh, the, the Ten Commandments were really important in the Old Testament and all those other rules that we find in there, right? I mean, if you read the book of Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Numbers, you get overwhelmed with all this, this legal stuff. And we think that that was all for way back in the Old Testament, thousands of years ago. It's not for today because Jesus came and he fulfilled the law. He fulfilled the commandments. Those are, those are old. Jesus fulfilled them and now we no longer have to worry about them because he's given us access to the Father. We don't have to worry about those anymore. But actually Jesus says in the, the, the great commandment in Matthew 22 that that's not necessarily the case. And so we read in verse 34 of Matthew 22. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees with his reply, they thought up of a fresh question of their own to ask him. I love this, right? They're trying to frame Jesus. They hate him so much that they're trying to find a way to, to convince the crowd that he is this horrible person. We got to kill him. And so one of them, an expert in the religious law, he was astute, tried to trap him with this question. He said, teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus was like, come on now, you guys are trying to trap me again. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. Right? Like, like Jesus was like, you take all those other commandments, and if you just get this right, you're, 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 you're well on your way. But that is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one is equally important. So if you think you're, you're good, then try this one. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the other commandments and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And so if you've read the Old Testament ever, or if you try to do it, you'll get overwhelmed with all these laws, all these things that we're supposed to follow. And Jesus was like, guys, would you stop making such a big deal out of this? Just love me and love others. If you get your heart right, everything else will pass away. So Jesus takes this, this massive, complex set of rules and he simplified them. But not only did he simplify them, he confirmed that the Ten Commandments are important for us today. 
This wasn't something for just the past. This is for us today. You must love God. That is the first and greatest commandment. And you must love others as yourself. That takes those 10 commandments that we're going to read about in the next few weeks. And that summarizes them right to a T. The first four are about loving God. The second six are about loving others. It summarized it so well. In fact, I like how, how Paul stated it in Romans seven twelve. He said, the law itself is holy and its commands are holy, right, and good. You see, God, I love this, God knows the best road to take in your life. And he desires.